Hello and welcome once again to another edition of On Mike with Jordan Rich. Creative people with stories to tell, that's what this podcast is all about. And before we introduce today's wonderful guest, a reminder that my book is now available. It's called On Air, My 50-Year Love Affair with Radio. In it, I trace my radio career working for different formats, meeting the stars and celebrities, learning how to interview people, and a bit more, like losing gigs and getting better ones. There's also my personal story. I hope you enjoy it. The book's available through Amazon.com. You can also go to my new updated website, jordanrich.com, and order it directly from there. All proceeds benefit Boston Children's Hospital. Thank you. So today's guest, Scott Tharler, is an old friend. He is a gadget guy. His new podcast is called The Family CTO. CTO stands for Chief Technical Officer. And on the show, Scott provides detailed gadget reviews, insightful interviews. In fact, I was his first guest. And all the latest in-depth tech discussions focusing on how clever, practical, solution-minded devices impact our family's digital lifestyle. And it's all categories, too. It's automation, it's security, it's food and health, outdoor and travel, audio, video, home office, you name it. Scott not only gets to play with the stuff himself, but he shares all kinds of expertise with his listeners, and he's going to do the same with us today. So for the George and Elroy Jetsons out there, time for a little fun as we invite Scott Tharler, the family CTO, to join us on mic. So nice to reconnect with Scott Tharler. He and I did many a radio show in the late night hours. Now we're doing a podcast together. Actually, this is our second podcast, Scott. Yeah. I was honored to be on yours. How's it going? Uh, it's going great now. I was glad to have you as my, my very first guest on my podcast. That was so much fun, and uh, it's, it's always a treat for me to be on the other side of the, of the window, so to speak. But today, it's all about you, the family CTO, the chief technical officer, and you are just busier than ever helping people with the gadgets that are coming out. And we're starting off in your kitchen. Why are we starting off there, Scott? It's a strange place to start because it's the, the most echoey place in my house, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to keep that down. I'm going to angle the camera down so you can see. I did want to show you a couple of gadgets. Um, this one is called Bartesian, and essentially it's like a Keurig, but for cocktails. And so mm. I, I have to uh, applaud the Keurig people because they make it so easy to talk about things. So if I say a Keurig for cocktails you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. But I wanted to show you what it is. So I will give you a, a live demo on okay. the air here. Okay. Um, basically, you have, it comes with the machine, it comes with the bottles, and then you fill it with whatever alcohol. So I have uh, gin, vodka, tequila, whiskey. Uh, I'm not normally drinking. I usually wait until 11 a.m. to start drinking. <laughs> but um, right. then they have these different gift boxes and you can subscribe to or just order these things. And so you you have access to most of the drinks that you would think of, like uh, it could be a whiskey sour, a Long Island iced tea, a margarita. A lot of people are intimidated by how do I make a margarita? They've mm -hmm. never made one. So here, this one is actually called a paper plane. It's a whiskey drink. So I just open the top here. I close the top. It's actually going to prompt me to put um, a cup with ice. And so I have, you'll probably hear the jingling of the, the ice as I put it in. I actually have these steel cubes that I freeze. Theater of the mind. I, I put it under here. Yeah. And then I hit next. And this, you can't quite see the screen, but mm -hmm. it's asking me for the strength of it. So I can actually make a mocktail, like alcohol-free. 
Mm-hmm. I can make it light, regular, strong. It's early, so I'm going to go regular. I hit mix. And then basically it's pulling water from the back here. Right. And it's pulling in the spirit. Ah. And that's it. So it's a bartender, robotic bartender at your service here. Pretty much. And I don't know. Impressive. I don't know if you know this about me. I am actually a, a graduate of the Boston Bartender School of America from out oh. in uh, Westboro on Route 9. But you don't have to be a bartender. <laughs> and the great thing is that this actually, it will make a consistent drink. So sometimes what happens when you're hosting is like this drink is too stiff. This one's too light. And so this makes the same kind of drink that you want every time. And um, it's great just for, you know, couples or whatever, but it's also great for cocktail parties because people can come up and just serve themselves. And as the CTO just told us, it's very much sort of based on the Keurig model where you place a pod into the machine and then uh, the machine takes it from there. Yeah. And then at the end of it, you have this little recyclable pod that you can go off, recycle, and you're good to go. So are you going to magically reappear in another part of your mansion? Is that the game plan? I am. I'm going to do a, a magical 10-second commute. I don't, you can play some uh, some hold music while I do this. And I'm just going to leave the drink there. And we will make this long commute. This is how I get to work every day. Uh, what a nice commute you have. And I'm, I'm noticing a lot of stuff in the house, a lot of it professionally uh, important to your work as the CTO. But here, here he is landing at a new spot. We're talking with Scott Tharler. Scott is so bright and so enthusiastic about in terms of technology and making technology work better and safer and happier. So I now see you in what looks to be an office, right? Yeah, this is it. Okay, great. Before we get into any other gadgetry and tech wizardry and all that, let's talk about you. Let's talk about where this all stems from. Were you one of those kids who took things apart and put them back together or what? No, not not really an in, in engineering type, but uh, I did like to tinker. I think what I go back to is I can remember being really into watches. I can remember wanting to go to, uh, again, I'm, I'm from the Boston area, so we had a store called Service Merchandise, and I would go in there, and I would look and see what watches there were and there were at the start it was fun calculator watches and then it got to be watches that uh could play games uh i had one at one point that could actually dial a phone just by generating touch tones and so i was just into this does some neat stuff mm-hmm. and uh, so i've always really been into technology keeping up with it is that a challenge even for you yeah i mean uh, I'm fortunate in that because I've done so much writing and put myself out there, a lot of people come to me and tell me what's going on, but I still have to go out there and hit websites and read newsletters. And uh, traditionally around this time of year, I would be getting a, a part-time job or I would be using up the time and energy of a part-time job to prepare for the Consumer Electronics Show mm-hmm. in Vegas. And that's not going to happen live it's going to be a virtual thing this year so it's a little bit of an adjustment but i um they send out to the media list easily a thousand emails a week and so just keeping up with that and then preparing for how am i going to try to cover the 3500 exhibitors that are over two million square feet so my feet will thank me this year that i don't have to walk around vegas but i'm still going to have to do some sort of 
research, but it's it's a challenge to keep mm-hmm. up with everything. Speaking of challenges, what advice do you have for the the person who says, "Oh, I'm technologically out of the loop. I'm I'm such a luddite. I don't know what I'm doing, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. There are a lot of people out there. I say that occasionally about myself. But how do you counter that? What advice do you have? You know, it's tricky because uh, I don't know. If there's anything that I can tell you. But I think it's a mindset. I think people get to be, um, I would say, a certain age, but it's not really even an age thing. I think people, certain people just call themselves, uh, I'm a geek or I'm a Luddite or, you know, like I'm messy, I'm neat. And if you call yourself something, then that's kind of what you are and that's how things show up. Yeah. So I think what matters is that you're, you don't have to, most people, I am one of these people. I drive. I've put 126,000 miles on my most, you know, the current car. I don't know how it works. So you don't have to be able to take things apart. Like, you know how to get into a car and drive it. And that's basically what I'm looking for, which is what fits your lifestyle and what actually helps you get from point A to point B, Mm. figuratively speaking. That's a much better way to approach it. And it is a self-fulfilling prophecy when you say, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> and we tell that to our kids. Speaking of kids, you have some. I know that. And are they as excited about the gadgetry as I would imagine most kids are? Tell me a little bit about your family. So I do. And what's interesting is how uh, my oldest is about to be 10, which is scary on a couple of levels. Um, she grew up in the era of the iPad. And so she was one of those babies who at one would pick up and anytime she saw a screen, she would put her finger on it and swipe. Mm. And so she knew to put her finger on it and swipe because that's what you do. Um, My son, who's four, is more familiar with Alexa. And so he will walk up to anything that looks like a speaker and just start talking to it. He looks like a little homeless guy. Uh, He he walks (laughs) up and starts talking to speakers and that's his world. And so it's interesting just in that short, I mean, we're talking about six years. It's really, it's gone from, hey, isn't this neat? We're going digital to the world of virtual assistants. That's, um, that's and awesome. I also have an Very eight-year-old. Cool. And so she's kind of in the middle. She knows how to do a lot of things. And they were just actually home on quarantine. And uh, their, their school is being overly cautious. And they came home. They each had a Chromebook. And they're just logging in and doing things and searching on things and and that's their world. They're just they're growing up with with this stuff, regardless of me. And then with me, they're surrounded by all sorts of fun stuff. As we speak, you and I today, and we did this on your podcast, we're connected via Zoom. And the technology that has been with us since the pandemic is so vital. I can't imagine living without it. Where would you put us in terms of 2020 or even the teens into the 20s in terms of technological advancement and technological superiority. I mean, it seems as though we've, we've made a mile jump from, say, 2000 to 220. Yeah, it's it really depends what we're talking about. Um, since I mentioned Alexa, it seems to me like it's still in, in the novelty phase. It's still an interesting thing like, oh, I can play Jeopardy. I can uh, ask her questions. I, I always feel weird saying her. I can ask it questions, hmm. um, but there's a lot that it doesn't do. It's not like having a conversation with a person. It's right. not. It's not AI. It's not artificial intelligence. Yeah, yet. It, right. it's it's AI. It's just not as as I as it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great um, way to put it. But then then 
who Among Us is. So it seems like virtual assistants are only going to get smarter and smarter and more involved with things around the home. Mm. And I think they really will be a lot more helpful. And I think we'll look back at this as the infancy of that whole thing. I think Very that it's, exciting. Uh, it's sort of like looking back at cell phones. If you look back at a movie or something from the, let's say the mid nineties to early two thousands at the cell phones and you go, Oh, he has a flip phone. Isn't that cute? Cause now my phone is literally like a computer that has a fancier camera than anybody had back then. And so you look back at that technology and go, Oh my gosh, this, what were we doing with those cell phones? We might as well have had like a, a, a rotary e- cell phone. Even my BlackBerry from 2010 uh, seems like uh, an old manual typewriter today to compare it to the yeah. iPhone. So what's let's. That, what's that crazy cell phone <laughs> with the buttons on it? What are those for? Because I have the uh, the great honor of having you with me on this podcast, let's get into some fun stuff and share with us some of the latest and greatest that you're really into right now. Well, I've got a few things for you. One of them is this. So. Looks like an egg. It does look like an egg, and it's actually called the, the Power Egg X. Okay. And when you pull off this little compartment, you can see there's an actual camera here. And so I could take this and just film like this in what they call handheld mode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the intention of this is... I, po- I apologize for the jostling around. Oh, no, no, that, that adds color to what we're doing, and people now should know that you're actually assembling something. Yeah, so they they know I'm not faking it. I'm actually doing something. <laughs> not there. at all, no. So what I'm doing is I'm attaching arms to the egg, and so by attaching these arms and putting the cap back on, I now have... A drone. Oh, baby. A flying egg. Yes. And it's a very fancy one because this one actually is one of the only ones. I don't have the the full assembly because that would take too long, but mm-hmm. I can put a, a waterproof case around this and then it can actually fly in the rain, which most of them can't. And then there are pontoons that I can put on the bottom. And it's one of the only ones that can actually land on and take off from water. Impressive. Um, and so this thing, it goes, you know, 35 or 40 miles an hour. And the farthest I've ever flown it away is about a kilometer. I was on the beach and I just flew it out over the water. And pretty much when it loses uh, the signal, then it comes right back to where you launched it. So you don't have to worry about it sort of going off to sea and then never returning. Impressive. Uh, and of course, uh you can record anything at that level and uh, record movie-style shots, I'm imagining. The quality yeah, is I mean, usually pretty good on those 4K. Things. It's got its yeah. own memory. Uh, you put a memory card in there. Uh, one of the other neat things that that can do that other ones can't is that they figured out a way. Most of them just either don't record audio or they record the audio of the drone, which isn't as helpful. Um, and so this one allows you to actually record audio using your phone. So you could hold your phone up and record mm. that while you're getting the video of the drone flying. That is it. quite cool. What does that go for generally? Um, I'll have to send you some links to these things. I want to say it's around $500. That's pretty reasonable for something like that. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, so that's this, the that's the first one. This is that's exciting. That's the first one. The next one is this. 
<laughs> now, what I'm what I'm holding up looks like a bird, and essentially it it is like a bird. I saw this at uh, Toy Fair at the show back at, in February at Javits in New York, and it comes with this little remote, and it's there aren't a lot of different things you can do with it. But when I hit this, you can uh, see fluttering wings. <laughs> it it actually flies. It makes quite a racket. I can't wait to see or hear what that sounded like. Um, and so that's fun because it actually flies like a bird, like it sort of dives and swoops and moves. So it's not drone-like, and it's the kind of thing that gets so much attention. And I haven't seen a person, not even just a kid, but anybody who could look at this and say, oh, man, I, I want to fly that. Like mm. everybody, it's a great gift because this is a lot cheaper. It's just, you know, like 30 or $40. And right up until you get it stuck in a tree, it's like as much fun as you can have. <laughs> it's, I it, haven't gotten it stuck in a tree, but I've, I've come close. If you're not colorblind, it's a sight to behold. It's beautiful. It is. And I guess uh, theoretically, we just sort of technologically answer which comes first, the chicken or the egg. We did the <laughs> egg first and then we did the... Touche, touche. One, one thing before we get to our next example, we're talking with Scott Thaler, of course, and we're actually exhibiting on this audio podcast some of his favorite new gadgets and new tech. One thing that's interesting is the, the price points. Like anything else, if you wait a little bit, these things get cheaper. I mean, I remember when the cell phones were $1,200, $1,500, $2,000, the car phones, and then, you know, they went way down to a couple of hundred bucks in the in the uh, early aughts. But isn't that true about all of these things? Pretty much. And uh, some of them are, are very dramatic. They literally will say, like, you know, once we go out of our first run, then the price is going to drop down. There are some people who really want to have the first one who are just really in it. And I, ironically, I'm not that kind of a person. I'm, I'm perfectly happy. My laptop is five or six years old. Like I said, I, I don't tend to have the newest phone or the newest anything other than that I'm, I'm testing it. Well, you've got three little kids to feed, so you have to keep your priorities in order, Scott. <laughs> and yep. I know you do. What's next on our hit parade? This is one I'm not going to show you live because okay. for, for obvious reasons, this is actually, let me see if I can give you a good shot of this. Um, this is from a company called BioLite, and it is a, a portable fire pit. And there you can see sort of a picture of it. I'm oh, holding up the box. Wow. Um, yeah. But what's interesting about it, it's it's see-through. And so it, if you put it on the beach or wherever, it just looks like a floating fire, especially in the night. But what makes it interesting is this thing on the end. And so I'm going to put down that heavy box and just show you this thing. So what this is, this is the brains behind the whole thing. This is a Bluetooth-controlled fan. And so instead of having a big smoky experience, the fan allows you to control the smoke and also to um, to have a much more efficient burn of uh, a wood fire. Or I can do charcoal uh, so much so that you can use it as a fire pit or you can add some accessories to make it into a, a hibachi so you can actually grill off of it. So it's great for camping. What a great idea. And uh, it obviously has safety protocols so that it's not uh, the flames aren't jumping into other areas, I imagine. Yeah, well, it has that screen. So mm -hmm. you don't you don't have to worry about that. It, it's not. Does it generate a nice warm sense of heat or as you get? Oh, closer yeah. To it? No, it throws off because it's it's the screen allows the, the heat to get out, but not the 
the flames and all the little So if I wanted to pick up my fire pit and move it to another side of the backyard, I could do that. <laughs> you could. I would recommend doing that without the fire going. But. Well, yes. I mean, when it's uh, un, unlit, of course. But that's, that's a – and particularly now, you know, with everyone – thinking outdoor activities during this current phase we're in. I think that's a brilliant idea. Love it. Love that one. Yeah. And it's great because it is something you could use at home and the weather's kind of funny, you know, it'll be like 50 degrees one day and then 20 another day, at least in the Northeast where we Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And so it's nice that when it seems like it's, it's okay to be out, but you can use a little extra heat than, than you have that. Wow. Very impressive. Very impressive with all of these. Any more for us? Um, oh, I've got this. This is the danger. When I used to come into the old radio show, I had to picture like, okay, what can I, what can I carry with me? How much could fit on the console table? Yes. And now I am unrestricted. I literally have bookcases of (laughs) gadgets behind me. Well, let's do two or three more at least uh, that are your faves. And obviously people can go to your website and find out a lot more about you and connect and ask questions. I have to show you, there are a couple more that I I have to show you. So I want to make sure I show you these. We always have to talk about an audio product. And so these are truly wireless stereo mm. headphones. Now you're used to the little Apple earrings that you see people dangling out of their ears. Mm. Those are truly wireless stereo earphones. These are headphones. And so what, I, what I'm wearing here as I interview you are AKG standard headsets with a wire and a, a ring to connect the two of them. Yeah. So these are the world's first that are, it's headphones, but without the ring. There's there's nothing on top. So I just slide these onto my ears. And then- Now you're Princess Leia. Your take, I, either, I either look like <laughs> Mickey Mouse or Princess Leia. I'm not uh, sure what look I'm going So there's here, nothing but. that's that's connected wire-wise to any of those, and they're not connected to each other, and they are functioning headsets. And uh, what's the quality like? The quality is good, actually. They're, it's not quite the same as- uh, something that goes in your ear and creates a seal. Mm. It doesn't do that. Um, but there's an ambient mode so I can sort of tap something and then hear what's going on. That's actually what I have on now. Mm-hmm. And it says, like, as I put them on my head, it knows that I'm doing that. And it says that I'm connected. I love and that. And then when I, I take that. them off, I can actually clip them together and Magnet- use it as a small speaker. The, oh, they're they're magnetized. They come together, in other words? Yep. Um, these are by human, by the way. It's I'm not crazy about. I don't like when people name things after actual words, but it's called human headphones, <laughs> and so these are these are pretty cool. I tend to have a lot of audio stuff around, a lot of speakers and and so forth. Well, you're talking to the right audience. Yeah, with so me this here. one yep. is from a company. I'll hold it like this. It's from a company called Pow. Pow Audio, mm-hmm. and it just looks like a a tiny little speaker. That's what would you say? It's sort of like a, an Altoids case, mm-hmm. sort of like a case of mints, maybe. And then what makes this one special is that it actually pulls out to inflate, or not inflate, but you pull it out. Like, it an, like, a, like an accordion, then, small yeah, accordion. It has, uh, I won't do this here because it would be lost in the, in the context, but uh, it has amazingly loud and rich sound for the size of it. Like you wouldn't believe if we were in person and I demoed this for you, you would, you would look around cause you wouldn't believe it's coming from this little speaker, but part of it has to do with the, the acoustics. The speaker can only generate so much if it's flat. Mm. So they found a way to uh, raise what, it out. What a brilliant design move that is. And I yeah. imagine the quality is terrific. I trust you on that. Absolutely. Yeah. This one I have to show you because I, I showed you something similar on the old radio show 
Uh, it's from a company. Uh, the company is actually called Interaxon, and the product is called Muse. I don't know if you remember the uh, this meditation headset. I, I do remember that. I remember the the concept very much. And yeah. This is the other one was a little bit more. It looked like upside down headphones. This looks more like a headband that I'm putting on. I look mm -hmm. like a sort of an '80s exerciser kind of guy. Mm -hmm. um, but what's interesting about this, the Muse S, um, it actually um, it has some circuitry in here that picks up brain waves, uh, whatever happens to be going on in there. It doesn't know your thoughts, but it can it can detect the activity, and it uses this in an interactive way to help you meditate. You get the headset, and then there's a subscription they have for these guided meditations, and they can do personalized. I guess it would be like a personalized sleep journey. So if you're just looking to relax, which a lot of us are, that's a big thing, the mental health, like let's relax, let's mm -hmm. meditate, chill out. Um, it's good for that and it's good for sleeping and it's based on your brain activity. So it will adjust the audio and the voice and the soundscape that you're listening to on what's going on with your brain activity to help you sleep better. And they say within a few weeks, it actually noticeably changes your your well-being seems as though uh, over the last several years, and we've been doing this a while, that uh, more and more products are coming out that are designed to improve lifestyle. As you mentioned earlier, Th these are some of them small, handy, put in your pocketbook and walk away with kind of products. But they're all focusing on on enjoying the experience of living and making life easier, uh, which I think is. Terrific. And what what's the sense of the market this particular Christmas with everything that's gone on? I mean, is it a sense that certainly people are buying online? Are they going to purchase items like these, do you think, in big numbers? I do, because I think people, uh, there are two things going on. One is people are trying to figure out how how to use the space they have better. You know, like if you're confined to the home office or around the home, you want to know not everybody can have a full gym. So you want to have like something that's, that will give you a workout in the space that you have. And so part of it is just that sense of efficiency. And that's what, that's one way that I think of tech is how can I do more with what time and space mm -hmm. I have? Mm -hmm. And the other factor is entertainment. Like we all kind of need a break. We all need to sort of chill out and have some fun. And so between those two categories, I think, we are going to see record numbers of people um, spending. I don't think we'll have to worry about people spending money this this holiday season. Uh, I think it's more about just making sure that we can still pick up on the the holiday vibe that we tend to right. get by window shopping and right. actually going into stores and stuff. Well, you've been terrific as always. How about one bonus one before we close out? A bonus gadget. It's tough. I have I have <laughs> several bonus gadgets. Um, I guess I would have to, boy, it's hard to choose. Um, I just got this one. This basically just looks like, it may look like a lava lamp. It, it's actually a fancy water bottle called BlendJet. And it is a portable blender. You can sort of see if I tilt it like this, you can see the, the little uh, blades down yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. And so it's uh, this new version, the, the 2.0 version just came out. And so if you're the kind of person who, it could be if you're going to the gym and you want to make a powder shake or it makes smoothies. It can make uh, it can actually chop ice if you put like a little bit of ice and enough liquid in there. Um, but it's a, a really fun thing to have with you 
And even if you're not going out, it's fun to just sort of have something. It's not a big blender that you have to clean up afterwards. So I like, um, I chose that one because it speaks to what you said. It's a lifestyle thing. And it's something that helps you do what you need to do when you need to do it. Well, you have been terrific to share a little bit of your time and expertise with me. But if people want to learn more from you and they can get a chance to ask and share with you, what's the best way they can reach you? Um, the best way is probably to go to uh, the podcast website and they can find the family CTO on most of the major podcast platforms. Uh, it actually lives on the family CTO.podbean.com. All right. And Scott is likely to be back, I'm sure. Uh, we hope that you get back to those Vegas shows and all that stuff uh, within a year at the most. But uh, we'll definitely have you back next year at this time to review the new batch of great gadgets. So much fun, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, good luck with that threesome you have at home, that three, what is it, four, eight, and ten? Yep. Oh, boy. You, it's getting interesting. <laughs> you better put that meditation band on and uh, turn it on high. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I'll turn it on as high as it goes. God bless you, sir. It's great to, great to see you, and I'm so glad you're doing well. Scott Thaler, thank you so much. All right, thanks for having me. Once again, I suggest you check out the Family CTO podcast available wherever podcasts are found. Scott does an awesome job, and I'm so proud and happy for him. Once again, my new book, On Air, My 50-Year Love Affair with Radio, is now on sale. All proceeds benefiting Boston Children's Hospital. Go to jordanrich.com. That's jordanrich.com. And there's an icon you can click to order the book directly or go to amazon.com. And I thank you for that. As always, thanks to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media, to Ken Carberry of Chart Productions, and especially to you for being so nice, for rating and reviewing the podcast, and for telling your friends. Until next time, this is Jordan saying, as always, be well so you can do good. Take care.